0: Yes, you are. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Well, it's appreciated. You know what you can do? You can go <clears throat> over to the Instagram page, Sherry. That'd be the John and Sherry Show on the Instagram. Uh, Sherry spelled S H A R I. She's so special. <laughs> Could spell like everybody else.
1: Ask S- Mister, Mister, Mrs. Elliker will have to answer to that.
0: All right then, S H A R I. And by the way, when you. Spell it out. The eye doesn't have a dot above it; it has a heart. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's actually a happy face. So, <laughs>
0: okay. So, go there. Click on the button. Takes you over the voicemail, and then next thing you know, you could you could be talking about newstainment, right? News tainment. Uh, hey, Kenny. Uh, this is Daniel down here in Olympia. Um, uh, yeah. I just oh. curious if you guys had any more of that. <laughs> Came in on the Cairo radio show starring John Gurley and Sherry Elliker. Yeah, yeah. All righty. Did you want to take the day off, Joe, because of the Super Bowl yesterday? Were you all messed up? Now I'm good. This afternoon shift, no problem. No problem at all. Good. All right. Let's see. The um, by the way, are you happier if you're married? Um, study finds Sherry. The answer is sort of.
1: What? Yeah, sort of. Because I'll tell you. Here's what. Here's what they came up. It was a Gallup okay. poll that was taken between 2009 and 2023, and uh-huh. you had to and bunch of people zero to ten how your life is going, zero being the Mm -hmm. worst, 10, you're on top of the world. So what they found was 12% to 24% non-married people um, were happier, a little bit happier, right? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The married people were happier, 12 to 24%, depending on what your age is and all of that stuff. Um, And the happiest people were those that didn't attend high school, got married young, and the least unhappy were um, people that had a graduate degree or better. So they say that now there's a new trend. People are not marrying for passion anymore. They're marrying mm-hmm. for friendship. They're marrying for companionship. And they want someone to be there for for them as they go through life. Here's the part at the end that really says it all, I think. After all okay. this study, this Gallup poll, all of this, here it is.
0: Here it comes. The
1: scientists said, I don't think we're ever going to get uh, a, to a point in social science where we can say whether or not, and with any precision, whether marriage causes happiness.
0: Hmm. If you're ma- first of all, it's the weirdest thing about people. Oh, happiness and the people the signs. You know, this makes me happier. Happiness is a temporary feeling that one experiences after achieving. Something. Normally hard work. Then the result is success, however you define it. And then you get a little burst of happiness. And then you return back to your normal sort of state. Until you make an effort towards something, and doesn't matter what it is, you know, it could be putting something together or something big thing, finishing a marathon, some giant success somehow. You get a raise at work. Oh, good. You got a raise. We're going to give you a raise. And then you get this feeling, whoa, this is great. And then all of a sudden it just kind of goes, you go back to your normal state, whoever you are. So people constantly striving for this idea. You see all the books and all the bookstores of all about the, you know, how to be happy and, you know, searching for happiness and that you can't, it's just a temporary state that people have. So this idea that you're going to get married and suddenly you're going to be always happy. It doesn't make any sense. So why you 've married the person, if you look at how marriage started, people would get married because they wanted to have a family, so guys would marry women that could basically bear them children, so they' could get those kids kids to go out and work in the fields because we were um farmers primarily as a way of the economy moving you 'd have you'd, if you'd get birth to seven, two would die you 'd have five in the field and then when the romantics came along and they were laying around staring at clouds and writing poems and stuff, and they started the whole romance period of marrying for love and caring about this person, Shelley and Keats and Yates, all those guys, the romantic idea of marriage. That kind of then took over. And then they realized they could market all that because it's easier to sell on romance than it is, you know, hi everybody. I'm Bob Johnson. Get married. Have seven kids. Two are gonna die, but five will be in the field. <laughs> like that that's like huh?
1: Nobody wants to seven. do that.
0: Yes. Yeah. So it was the selling of the romance of it that people get caught up in. And, you know, when you think about what those words that you say in front of all those people for, you know, for sickness and health and death to us part, um, it's pretty amazing. You know, being in the wedding business now by having people come up here to the barn to get married, you see these young people and God bless them. But, man, it's it's tough. And when people say they've been married for 48 years or 75 years, it's remarkable how their lives change. I told you the story. I'll tell it. I don't, Andrew, have I ever told a story twice? <laughs>
1: hmm,
0: maybe. Maybe a couple times. Yeah.
1: Then it would be two'stainment.
0: tainment Wow. 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 A girl. wow. Don't sit and cry about it. Yeah. We'll see. All right. <laughs> when I was a kid, if you launched into a story at the dinner table, my dad would go, Heard it, move on. This <laughs> <laughs> is brutal. Yeah. Uh So I I hesitate. Do I, Dude, I do? I probably haven't, haven't heard it. And I oh, I'm okay, it for yeah <laughs> It
1: just right. takes one. <laughs> Here we go. Thank you.
0: I'm off. I'm at SeaTac and I see this woman and she's carrying the watercolor box. Did I tell you the story? Yes. Yes. Doesn't matter. i anyway. You know what? About, I don't care Sherry. It. <laughs> i
1: it. About the garden. Yeah. I know. Okay. Okay, you know what? There are new, new <laughs> listeners coming in all the time. I agree. Go ahead for, for Tuesday-tainment. <laughs> or in this case, 4 statement. <laughs>
0: Heard it. Move on. <laughs> Hold on. I just wanted to say thank you for being on the radio. <laughs>
1: okay. Thank you. Go on. It was a nice story. Go ahead.
0: Okay. I'm there at the airport. I see this woman. She has a watercolor box. And I do watercolors. So I went over to her. I said, oh, you're flying somewhere to, to paint? And she said, yes, I'm going to Italy. And she tells me where she's going. And I noticed she's got a ring on. She's married. He's an older woman, probably in her early 70s. I said, let me ask you something. How often? Because she's going to be there for like two months painting. Are you going to meet your husband there? Two months is a long time. She said, well, my husband flies for United, and he flies Seattle to China. So he's back and forth, and I go and I paint. Um, and I said, well, how does that work in a marriage that you're never home? And she said, well, he, here, here, here's how it works for us. He is building uh, a cabin on this island in Alaska. We live in Alaska. And he has a seaplane, and he flies over there, and he works on it by himself And I don't care about the cabin, nor the island. I hate it over there. And he doesn't care at all about my watercolors. And I don't even ask him to look at my watercolors because I know he's going to have to fake some response. And he knows, not necessarily for me to ask how the cabin, maybe just passing, I would ask about it. But he has his garden, and his garden is that cabin. And I have mine, and mine is my painting. He has his garden, I have mine, both of us get joy from these gardens, but it 's the space between the two gardens that we exist. You hear of these people, they get married, and then they talk about their better half. Well, who wants a half of anything and, or they talk about how they grow together that 's very, very dangerous. She said, if you think about a garden, if you have to compromise on the garden well let 's I want to plant lima beans and well I want to plant you know tomatoes well, the tomatoes and lime or the strawberries take up too much, so they compromise and they they grow zucchini. But nobody likes zucchini. You give it to your neighbors in bags late at night, and they're like, oh, God, zucchini. So she said zucchini is always the compromise. So if you have your own garden, and he has his garden, between the two gardens is where we exist. He comes with joy from his work. I come from joy. I come with joy from my work, and we are there together, joyful in the work that we have done. The space between the two gardens is where we exist. And I think, to me, that really struck home that 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 space between the two, especially after the kids are gone, it's essential that these you have your own life and they you bring the joy from your life, they bring the joy from their life, and you share it together. And that's the idea of the two gardens.
1: You know, I think that's a, a wonderful concept.
0: And I wrote a song about it.
1: You wrote a song? <laughs> Can we hear it? The,
0: Heard it, move on. Yeah. No. You know what? No. Because it's very, very sentimental. And it's it's not no, because I don't want you to have to like fake like you like it or no, 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 no. Can no, you no, no.
1: sing like the just the first verse? No. <laughs> What's the name of the song? Can we get that? The Garden Song. Okay. And can we get just the first line spoken?
0: No, no, no. I see what you're doing to me. You're trying to suck me in to sing it. That's you're what right. You're doing. Well, I'll tell you. <laughs> I, the same guy that wrote Rye's song helped me write this song. So you want me to read the, the lyrics to you? Just I want the you first to lyrics? sing it. I want you no. to sing it. She has a garden. And... No, no, I'm not. no, no, no. You're going to sing it like that. No, no, no. no. Anyway, that's the, uh, the, the to, me, that, to me, the successful marriages are the people that share the space between the two gardens. Maybe later on I'll send it to you. Okay. But I just am all ready right. to reveal that part okay. of it's, myself. It's, I don't feel safe. Joe, I don't feel safe.
1: Okay. That is very important that you feel safe and you feel that you're among friends and that we all support you.
0: Thank you. Mm-hmm. She has her garden, I have mine, planting our seeds, watering the vine. We do what we want and we'll both be fine. As we go, before we know, our gardens are healthy. We primp and we preen. I don't judge your spinach because it's not green. We stand holding hands in the space between, and we grow. Even so, no, 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 no more for you. That's it. (laughs) That's That's beautiful. What's the matter? That's
1: really beautiful.
0: Um, mm. Moving on, if you give roses, Sherry, because Valentine's Day is right around the corner, Well, then you're responsible for destroying the world. Part of it, anyway.
1: Yep. That is a big no-no, according to the Washington Post, which shouldn't surprise you. Um, (sighs) And it's really hard on the environment. It's really hard on everything because it's a global race to get roses to greenhouses to, from greenhouses to the your front door on Valentine's Day. So mm-hmm. 80% of these roses come from Colombia or Ecuador. It takes 15 weeks to grow them. They're mm-hmm. chilled in a dormant state, then they fly to Miami. There's 30 flights that will move flowers from Colombia to Miami. Then they go into another uh freezer type thing and then mm-hmm. it gets distributed by truck to go all this place. So yeah. they're saying that it's about um a t- 300 and I'm sorry, 34 billion uh, and industry with the yeah. big one of the biggest carbon footprints out there. So it's a lot of money, and so what he's saying is, you know, if you wanted to bring beauty into your life, then find some other way to do it. Don't get roses, chrysanthemums, or carnations. Those are the ones that are, I guess, from foreign places that take the most uh, amount of energy to get them to us.
0: Oh, I see. Okay. So I'm sure the good people of Columbia, the farmers in Columbia, that depend upon the growth of those roses and depend upon the economy of those roses. The people at the Washington Post in their gigantic, beautiful homes there in Old Town, Virginia, in Arlington, with their (laughs) snooty neighbors that make fun when people reveal incredibly personal things about songs that were written. Or perhaps a story they've heard maybe once or twice in their (laughs) lifetime. Just Stick their noses up, saying "Screw you, Columbia farmers! Screw you!" Yes, yes, it's it's true,
1: and I think that this sums it up at the end here. Because when our effort to bring the beauty of nature indoors is harmful to that beauty itself, it begs the question that what is the it begs the that we question the absurdity of our way of life.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. So
1: now it's not just you're hurting the environment; it's absolutely absurd that you would want to give somebody flowers. <laughs>
0: God. But, you know, but if they were to look somewhere else and say all the other carbon footprint stuff that goes on, then you know, it, they don't want anybody... They don't want to know that anybody else is having a good time anywhere else. And they want you to eat crickets and bugs and other things like that. <laughs> and let's get rid of... Beef and let's save the world because the cows are farting too much. So we're all going to just be so much better off if we get rid of all that. So what are they recommending that you buy instead?
1: What you buy is if you have to buy flowers, you buy them from local markets, uh, local growers, uh, people that you know. You know, maybe at a farmer's market or something like that, rather than having them outsourced to these, you know, big uh, countries that take a lot of gasoline a lot of everything to to get them to us
0: can i give a flower tip oh a flower tip yes from joe Yes, uh, pike place market don't be afraid seattle's fine especially around the market come down and buy your flowers there they're so cheap they're like 20 bucks for these beautiful bouquets oh. they've got hundreds and hundreds of them they're they amazing. are
1: unbelievable yeah. when i went there whenever uh, i i couldn't believe how beautiful they were and how Full and cheap. And it was so great. cheap
0: compared to everywhere else. Even <laughs> even the farmer's markets like outside in other cities, they, they jack up the prices. But at Pike Place, they're always really inexpensive. Uh, we like to use the word inexpensive rather than cheap. This, that's not what I just oh. said? No, Sherry said cheap. Oh, okay. Said cheap. Oh. <laughs> and I, I wrote a song about it. It goes something like this. <laughs> sherry ellicker show you car uh, writing to us td TDA. TDA. hello yeah hello yourself a catcher not doing work sherry people are writing in mynorthwest.com coming in the Muckleshoot casino resort line and yeah, she is she's over there everything was fine yeah until i caught you not working god why why is this my job why do i have to be the heavy
1: I don't think you uh, put your money where your mouth is. You threaten her, and yet there is no follow-through.
0: You're never a manager till you draw blood, Sherry. First firing. By the way, may I make a brief correction? Sure. Books are not banned. Books are not banned. They're not banned. If you take a book that you find to be inappropriate for an 11-year-old or a 7-year-old or an 8-year-old to read... We say that when it comes to movies, well, that's rated PG-17 or R-17 or whether you're PG-13, right? So are we banning? No. You're basically saying this content is not appropriate for someone of this age. So you simply don't make it available to someone who might not be able to fully comprehend all of the things that are happening in that particular book or that particular movie. It's not appropriate, you know? Would you show Clockwork Orange to an eight-year-old? Um, name, Joe, name a porn movie you watched recently. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, thank you. No, okay. So, no, it, there's things that are appropriate for age-appropriate material. These books, when they use the word banned, oh, oh, the har- oh, oh, the conservatives are out there to ban the books. No. They're just simply making a decision as a responsible adult that that might not be appropriate for a kid that age. You want to talk about banning books or changing books or demanding that the books be changed, the words be changed. You can just look to the left to the cancel culture folks. That's where the banning takes place. That's where they ban. So if you want to take something like Mark Twain's book, right? Huck Finn. Let's get rid of that. Because there's a bunch of words in there that are going to make some people uncomfortable. So let's not have Huck-Finn's uh, available because it's too upsetting or the concept. That's a ban. You don't want that book to be read because of the words that is in there that people have a big problem with. Mark Twain wrote the book. But if you read about Huck-Finn's relationship, you get a better idea of what was happening in the book. But that doesn't matter because there's a couple of words in there people have a big with. So it's not they're banning the books. They're just not making particular books appropriate. They don't feel they're appropriate for young kids. All right. That right. way. So little minor correction. The word matters. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's ban- a
1: distinction there.
0: Yeah, there is. Uh, yeah. Put that oh, in the book. That's right. But first, ban it. Uh, <laughs> all right. You want to talk about the TikToker or you want to hear the song I, I help write, Sherry? Oh, we got to hear the song. Okay, for those of you just tuning in late, I don't know where the hell you've been, but we're doing the show now for almost (laughs) three hours. I'll just flip it on now and expect to catch up on the whole thing. Here's what happened: I was telling a story that I think I've told only once before. (laughs) We were talking about marriage and the fact that people move on. on. (laughs) 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 My dad coming back on—that's
1: going to be used a lot.
0: Yes, (laughs) it (laughs) is. Uh, we are, did a study. There's a study that came out of people that are married happier than other people. And at the end, you get all the way to the bottom and the guys go, I really, I don't think we're ever going to be able to tell because everybody gets married for different reasons. And then Sherry also found in the article that some people are not getting married for romance or anything else. They're just going to try to marry their best friend. They think that'll be better rather than necessarily, you know, going into it with all the, you know, amorous of, Oh, let's, you know, the whole honeymoon, all that other that fades after a while. So, People are marrying for different reasons, and maybe those marriages will be more successful. I told the story about meeting this woman who was older, who has her interests, her husband have his, and she explained to me the two-garden theory. He has his garden and I have mine. I called my friend Jacob Ryan Smith. Sherry Way wrote a bunch of songs um, for this show. And I told him what I wanted, and I gave him the words, and I we worked on the words together, and then he ended up writing the song. <clears throat> it's it and I said to him, Wow, I how am I gonna transpose that down to sing it? Because I wanted to sing it to Nick in in France. And um, so here's Joe, where'd you pick it up from? The whole thing? The whole thing. No no, I'm gonna start it right okay. back here. Hang on. And we'll grow. Even so as the sun starts to on a hot summer day I'm ready to sit back And quietly lay Let's admire the time that it took Drink some wine a book. Take a breath Cause our God I said, Jacob, I can't hit that note. Whatever comes. Music montage sure and me running around <laughs> As the sun starts to swallow the last of the light We stare at our gardens one left and one light And follow ourselves with hard work and the same Parts for you, Sherry. All right. You get the general idea, right?
1: It's beautiful.
0: Did you sing it to her in France? Yep. Is that what led to the balcony incident? That was in Italy. Oh, sorry. We disgraced ourselves all over the European continent. <laughs> uh, no, but Nick asked me to marry her because I'm like sixty. I don't need to get married again. I've been married two other times. Very, very painful. And she's like, "Look, if you don't marry me, I'm moving on." It's like, "What? What?" She's like, "Yeah." Like, oh my god, really? So. Apparently, more women are marrying are asking men to marry them because they tire of the guy just going, "Well, this is fine, you know, get the milk for free." <laughs> <laughs> I always hated that expression. <laughs> so romantic. Calling women cows. <laughs> no.
1: What the expression is? Why, why buy the cow when you can get the milk for free?
0: I never knew the whole thing. I just knew the oh, last part sure. of it. That's awful. That is awful, <laughs> Sherry oh my god that's a terrible thing to say yeah here's the, the story and i don't think i've said this one before <laughs> like that. so i'm i'm sitting there and nick goes oh i wrote a haiku she's not haiku, right most... and then she's i'll go to date her right no 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 see what happens here's the here's the rule folks when you work with somebody in radio if they've told you story before, you don't jump in and be like, "Yeah, no." They get to the end of it, right? <laughs> I, I, hope, I hope I'm not running no, out of stories. No,
1: no, the reason is that we had made a joke about the, you know, men and stuff like that, and then I was continuing the joke with this one. Oh, yeah,
0: comedy. You know, Donald, I open my, really my heart. I open my heart.
1: You did, and, and the song t- was and you beautiful. Squeeze you squeeze no, on it. No, I don't. The, your song was absolutely beautiful, and it's a beautiful story.
0: Which I had never it heard, is. by the way. Okay. Joe Mama. Thank you. Thank you, Sherry.
1: Yes, it was very nice. The only thing that would have made it better is if you sang it.
0: Oh yeah, Well, the show's not over. <laughs> okay. Hey, you know what, Nate? Why don't you stick to traffic jams, okay? All right. you better Susan will be down there. You better kiss up to Susan. Sherry, Tony can keep all you ladies straight. <laughs> okay, we'll get to the let, letter of the day in a second, but here we go. Sherry?
1: Okay, Randos425 says, Sherry, I love your hum- humor so much you make me laugh. Oh, thank you. No. Yeah. No.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Stephanie from Olympia Apple Blossom was huge When I was in college Lots of us made the trek to Wenatchee To hang out and drink A lot
1: uh, 206 says John has freaking chocolate In the corners of his mouth
0: Wrong <laughs> I, had, I hadn't shave. You see this And the, the color of the hair is darker mm. I get that uh-huh. Yeah I got but it. I did look 206. You're right. It looks like chocolate. I'll <laughs> shave it off. Okay. Sorry. No, I mean, not to shave me. it now. I'll no, do it no later. I
1: know. Okay. <laughs> you you paused like I was. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, it is my time. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, hey, John, can you please do a Christopher Walken in, uh, impersonation? I will, but not now because I've done it before, and I don't want to be accused of doing <laughs> things twice. Heard it. Move on.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Frisbee guy. It's 420, and I listen to the John Curley and Sherry Elliker show, and I loves my dubs.
0: <laughs> Look how I'm hiding my chocolate mouth by mm-hmm. the microphone right in front. Space between the radio shows. <laughs> See, this is why I didn't want to do this, because I knew people would make fun of it. The oh, space they, between radio shows is where I exist.
1: They tease because they love. Uh Stephen says, this is 10 statement."
0: <laughs> Elliot in Seattle, John said, "Cal's party. Where was Andrew? Yes. Yeah. You know what, Elliot? I hate to point those things out. Andrew, put yourself in the book. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Put that in your book. All right. Keep going. Here we go, uh,
1: let's see. Super Bowl commercials. Trucker Robert in Puyallup says, John, have patience. Remember those that believe that Jesus had a foot fetish are also the ones that thought that Jesus embraced cannibalism as yes. well when he told followers that they would consume, they could consume his body and blood during communion.
0: Yeah, eat of my body. This is my blood, right? Uh, Cronkite. Cronkite.
1: <laughs> Cronkite.
0: Thank you. Two, five, three. Ha ha. Uh, Cronkite actually reported that Bigfoot had been filmed. That made it very real for a 10-year-old. Oh, that's very nice. Okay.
1: And now it is time for the letter
0: of the day. Letter of the day. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, this is from Larry in Thorpe. John is such a great ambassador for the Cle Elam area. I remember mm. when I first moved out there, he graciously invited me to his place for a party. He said yes. there'd be some drinking, some smoking, some fighting and some loving. I asked mm. him, what time should I show up? He said, it didn't matter. It would just be the two of us.
0: OK, okay, <laughs> okay. I never said that. I wow. Never said oh my that. No, no. That, wow. I, no. Don't you ever do that. Don't you ever do that. I tell you, don't do it. See, thank you, Larry and Thorpe. We'll see you next year. Oh, the party's going to be again in June, end of June. Sherry, sure. you got to come out for this one. So don't be like, I will. Oh, my niece is having her graduation period.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've okay. run out of nieces, so.
0: Okay, good. That's no. all she wrote. All right, okay. let's do another hour.
1: Didn't no more. All right. Okay, I, I can do I'm that. Gonna get a,
0: she good. The I'm gonna get a big chop the bar and rub it in the side of my mouth. <laughs>